Okay, so we're back today. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, we're gonna get into a little bit of everything. We got the we got some NBA talk. We haven't had some NBA talk in a minute in a while. So we're gonna get into some NBA talk. Um, then we're gonna dig, we're gonna dig in a little bit into the Super Bowl preview between the Chiefs and the 49ers. I'm gonna tell you which team has the most pressure on him on them, or which team have more pressure upon them. I'm gonna tell you all of that. I'm gonna give you my reasons why. Uh, let's get ready. Let's buckle your seatbelts. Let's go. Okay, so on Monday, as I was watching the Celtics and Lakers game, uh, of course the Celtics won. They won by a lot, um, 139-107. The Lakers played out. They they looked. They came out. They looked lackadaisical. Um, they were coming off a big win against the Rockets, and the Celtics were coming off of I think a two or three game losing streak. So, real crucial, important game for the Lakers. But this is my one take. This is just my one take. About uh, LeBron, and you know, I, you know, of course, I'm gonna come on here and talk about the Lakers and the NBA. I told you guys that in the beginning. I don't feel like LeBron, and let me not make this sound bad because I love, I like, I, I'm a, I'm, I'm one of LeBron's biggest supporters, one of LeBron's biggest fans. Okay, but LeBron doesn't feel like a Laker. He doesn't give me the Laker feeling. Now I grew up like I grew up liking the Lakers, watching the Lakers. I grew up liking Kobe. I think Kobe feels like a Laker. Kobe is he feels like a Laker. Um, I don't think it would be too much for me to say Kobe is like the ultimate Laker. He's the ultimate Laker. Um, yeah, he's the ultimate Laker. And yeah, the fans, you know, I know it took a while for the fans to really accept LeBron, fully accept LeBron. Um, into the Laker culture. Uh, of course, the former players, the former greats, they have accepted him. Magic, Kobe, uh, Shaq, and all those guys, and James Worthy. Of course, those guys have, they, they, since they won, since he's decided to pick, since he chose the Lakers, congratulated him and brung him in. And this takes nothing away from LeBron. It takes nothing away from LeBron. But he doesn't feel like a Laker. LeBron does not feel like a Laker. He doesn't. He just doesn't. I remember when, you know, that rivalry, that Celtics-Lakers rivalry was a big thing. That was a very big thing in sports. That Celtics-Lakers rivalry is a huge thing. And it goes back It goes back decades and decades. It goes way back. And... You know, I know the Celtics, like, since the 2010s, and now, you know, since we're in the 2020s, both teams, both organizations, uh, despite losing stars and the losing key players and losing uh, Hall of Fame-type coaches that they had in the 2010s, I think now both, co- no, both organizations are, are, are obviously... On the right track, they're obviously on the right tra- track. The Lakers have the best record in the NBA. I mean, in the, in the Western Conference, the Celtics are not too far. I think the Celtics sit around four. I think, yeah, they're yeah, they're, yeah. The Celtics are you know sit right at four. Um, both teams have made has 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 had a resurrection, um, so to speak. They have had a resurrection, and 
you know, from Kobe retiring and then the Lakers having to start young, uh, build their young core, draft that core through the draft, uh, you know, spend money in places where it, it won't, it doesn't make sense. They've done that. And the Celtics these last few years, they've had, they've had Isaiah Thomas, they've had Kyrie Irving, but haven't been quite good enough to get to the, get back to the finals. Now on both teams, more so the Lakers, I think we could, I think, I think people would probably bet, I think some people would probably bet that the Lakers do make the finals. Some probably will have the Clippers, but the other half, I think it's like split between Clippers, Lakers, who people have going to the finals. And the Celtics, they probably have two teams, two, three teams that's better than most people would probably say Philly and and, and, and Milwaukee is a little bit better than Boston. Uh, my, some people might say Miami, Philly, and, and Milwaukee are all three better than Boston. Nevertheless, they're back on track. They're back on track. But the rivalry, it's not there. I don't know. Just watching on Monday, it wasn't there. And I talked about this a little bit, a little bit. Um, I think two weeks ago when I was discussing the NBA and I, the rule changes and the the, the the as far as the changes in the scheduling and why NBA ratings are down. And this is why I think they're down. Um, the, 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 it's more player. Of course, the NBA is much more player oriented than the NFL. There's pros and cons to that. The pros to, you know, the NBA being a player-oriented league or a league that's driven by its stars. Well, the product is obviously good. Um, The stars, they have more. the, The stars can do more. The stars are obviously much more mobile. I mean, like this, like Tom Brady's 42. This is his first time in free agency. So it's like. You know, LeBron, he, he's been in free agency four times. <laughs> four, LeBron's been in eight free agency three, four times already. This is Brady's first time. Brady's 42. So most guys don't even get to see free agency um, unless their team cut them all outright. Like, so I think that's one, like, that's, a, that's another pro. But some cons that can actually come with, you know, being a player-oriented league is the teams. The, the the first the smaller market teams, and there's just the teams in general. There's not much. There's no. There's not much brands in the NBA. There's two teams in NBA in the NBA that have brands: the Lakers and the Celtics. The Knicks brand has fell off um, due to what they that due to what the, they're put out on the court. They they put nothing but trash on the court, so their brand's gonna go down. Um, but in the NFL, I get the, I get the Cowboys, I get the Packers, I get the Steelers, I get the Patriots, I get the Raiders. I have, I get multiple brands, the Giants, the 49ers, the Redskins. I get mul- I get a multitude of brands on a, on a, on a week to week basis with Sunday, Thursday, Monday with the NFL. I get I, I I get brands. With the NBA, you get the Lakers, Celtics, more so Lakers though, and then a bunch of players and individuals. The NBA, I always thought the NBA is, was like more me than we, or though like me and team, or me and we, or like uh, I. You know how people say there's no I in team. Well, yeah, it's more like an I. And the NFL is more like team. You know, the NBA really, really, and it, it makes me mad at times, but they really take up for their stars. But it's a star-driven league. But I feel like we all know, like, all the like all the big-time stars in the NBA. We all know them. You know, LeBron, Kawhi, Luka, AD, Kyrie, Curry, uh, Harden. We all know the you know the, you know, the big time stars in the NBA and uh, NFL. It's more about the brands, more about the organization. It's more about structure, structure. That's why I say in, in the NFL you need 
it's much more different in, in the NBA than it is in the NFL. I always talk about how in the NFL, I always explain to you guys, I say, hey, in the NFL, you need, it's more about structure. You know, from top to bottom. Are you button up? Are you, are you sharp? Are you smart? You know, you got to have these things down pack. Um, I always say in the NFL, front office, G, for a front office slash GM, coach, quarterback. If you got that, you got those three structures in order, top of the line. If you have those three, you're fine. If you got that, if you got that structural organization piece intact, in you're fine in the NFL. You're fine. In, in the NBA, all you need is two star players, and you're fine. Like you need like two, like look, like, take an example for the Lakers. Lakers have two, they, they didn't make the playoffs. They missed the playoffs last year, and they only missed the playoffs last year because LeBron got hurt. But if LeBron would have stayed healthy, they probably would have made the playoffs. Just to throw that out there. But the Lakers didn't. The Lakers didn't make the playoffs last year. They already had LeBron on the roster. All the Lakers essentially did was add another top five player on their roster, and they automatically go from the twelfth best team in the West to the first. They go from the bottom of the West to the top of the West with just one move. You know, and you know the other role players too, like Danny Green, Rondo, Dwight Howard. Yeah, though, you know, they came in, they've they've had a great impact. But the Lakers big dramatic move this year that has that has all that have leapfrogged them all you know leapfrogged them over some of these most all of the west is Anthony Davis. So that's all you need in the NBA. You get your two two superstars, two all-stars, you'll be fine. And if they're like two top 5 players in the world, yeah, you'll probably get to your conference finals, and you'll be a, you'll be in top of your conference. That's how it works in the NBA. It's much easy. You know, you can have a mediocre coach in the NBA. You can't have a mediocre coach in in, in, in the NFL. We seen how that worked. Go ask Dallas. Go ask the Cowboys about having a mediocre coach, despite all that talent, all that talent on that Cowboy team. They had a mediocre coach, and they were mediocre. They were eight and eight. In the NBA, you can have a mediocre coach. Uh, I like Frank Vogel of the Lakers, but he hasn't. He, I mean, he hasn't won a title. He hasn't been to a finals. Yeah, he got to a couple conference finals, but it's Frank Vogel. You know, uh, Mike Budenholzer, coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. I like Mike Budenholzer, but mm, he's more of an average coach. So you can have an average coach in the NBA. And be fine. Just ask the 2016 Cavaliers. Tyron Lue was average. They won a title, though, because he had LeBron and Kyrie. Kevin Love. In NFL, good luck if you have a average or a below average head coach. Because you will be that. You'll be a reflection of your coach. In the NFL, you're a reflection of your coach. You, you are a reflection of your coach in the NFL, essentially. I mean, Jason Garrett was mediocre. The Cowboys were mediocre. Their whole season was mediocre. Their record was mediocre. They went eight and eight. <laughs> they won eight, lost eight. Mediocre. That is that is that 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 is average. That 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 adds up to be average. And it's just funny because the the storylines in NBA this year, usually the NBA does a good job at providing storylines and a lot of stories. And like just interesting stories too. Like they they give us a lot of intriguing stories, stories and storylines. But this year it's it's okay. The storylines okay. The storylines this year are, are okay. You know, I already knew LeBron and AD was going to be dominant. Nobody didn't have to write a whole three page article to tell me about that. This that that's what the NBA writers do. I know that I get it. That's their job, but dude, you didn't have to write me a, a whole three-page article to tell me why Anthony Davis and LeBron James were going to be dominant. Of course, they're going to be dominant. They're the two top five players in basketball. I didn't need no guy. I didn't need no guy to write a three-page article for me 
for me to read it to say, to, oh, oh, yeah, they're going to be dominant. I could just look at the television and say, oh, yeah, the Lakers are going to be first in the West. Of course. Kawhi and the Clipper thing, it's working. The, you know, low management, I guess it's working, but sometimes I forget what night Kawhi is playing. Is he playing tonight? Is he playing tomorrow night? I, I, I don't know. I just, my mind get confused. My mind just get confused. With the Clippers, that's why I, I, you know, I barely catch their games. I'm like, oh, is Kawhi playing? If he's not playing, I'm not watching. You know, if Kawhi's playing, I watch. I, I, I be forgetting. You know, Kawhi has his little old management, so I, I, I just be forgetting to, you know, see, see if he's playing or not. You know, I'm like, oh, he's over there in the bench. Yeah, he's not playing. You know, Luca, Luca, he's a, he's a good story. I like Luca. He's very talented. You know he's gonna he one day in the, one day in this league he one day he's gonna be a league MVP but doesn't say much doesn't talk uh, doesn't have much personality uh, you know you know I don't, I don't know what to say that's why I think Odell would be perfect for the NBA Odell has a he has he has a NBA superstar mindset <laughs> he's fascinating he's fascinating in the NFL storylines this year were fascinating. You know, the NBA, okay, Giannis still can't shoot. Yeah, he can dunk from the free throw line, but he can't shoot. I, I don't want to see that. I'm sorry. Um, Philadelphia, Joel Embiid is hurt again. What's new? What's new? I, he, uh, he's always hurt. So, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, there's not many, there's not many storylines in NBA. Um, Harden, Houston, and Westbrook. Okay. Harden, Houston, and Westbrook. Westbrook is still struggling to shoot. He still wants. He still wants his numbers. Harden wants his numbers. Houston is struggling to win. So I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't like what I'm seeing from them. I don't, I don't like what I'm seeing from them. But I get Zion tonight. Now I am gonna run to a television set for that. That's a, that's a big time storyline. That's what I want to hear. That's what I like. The NBA hasn't had much of that. But tonight they do. I'm going to talk about Zion a little bit more. But my whole point about my whole overall point was, hey, LeBron doesn't feel like a Laker. He feels he just feels like a guy that is a all-time great NBA player. He's an all-time great. Yes, he is. He's an all-time great um, who has moved to L.A. and he plays for the Lakers. And he's he's there in L.A. to further his business and his brand and basketball to finish out his basketball career, hopefully to win. That's what LeBron feels like to me. Doesn't really feel like a Laker. I don't think they're going to be having a statue of LeBron like one hand slam in the joint. I don't think he's going to be doing that. I don't think they're going to have a statue of him doing that. Um, they'll probably retire his jersey. I don't know. But if he, he'll have to win a title or something like that. But he just doesn't feel like a Laker. He feels more like LeBron. He feels like a Cavalier. He feels like a guy that is a superstar, superstar athlete in his 17th year, focusing on his business and basketball and winning at the same time. Doesn't feel like a Laker, though. Just doesn't. He doesn't give me the feel. But I'm going to talk more Zion um, a lot later. I'm going to talk about some some Zion. I'm excited for that storyline with John Morant. <clears throat> Okay, so like I was saying, Zion plays tonight. He's making his NBA debut tonight. Um, now this kid John Morant out of Memphis. Uh, the random NBA fan and the you know the cast, the, the you know the other media members, 
they're just now knowing who John Morant and how explosive and electrifying he is. John Morant, I've been watching him since he's been at Murray State. Love him. Um, I thought, you know, he was a NBA. He he was more like he was the he was the NBA prototypical guard. Explosive, ball dominant, but but can facilitate. Um, jump shot is cool. It's a pretty okay. It's a, it's not elite. It's not he's not an elite jump shooter. But I think it's a better jump shot than Westbrook's Westbrook. Um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But uh, John Morant, I like him. And some anonymous GM comes out and says, "Hey, I would have drafted John Morant over Zion Williamson." Now you can make the argument. I'm wouldn't be mad if you make the argument. Hey, John Morant is going to be a he's going to be a better pro than Zion. But I wouldn't be mad at that. I mean, you have all the stats and numbers. Everything in your favor. Probably you got most things in your favor. The NBA is a guard-driven. It's a guard-dominant league, driven by guards. John Morant has the ball more. Uh, he, he he's a little bit more polished offensively. So yeah, I, I I wouldn't be mad if you make that statement that John Morant would be pro, he would be a a better pro basketball player. I get it. Guard guard is ball dominant. It's a it's a guard. You know, league, the league, the league favors its guards. So I get it, but I think Zion, I think with his impact, just with his impact, is so amazing. Because I talked to be, you know, on the, on the previous segment, I talked about storylines or lack thereof in the NBA. I mean, the NBA, it's been good this year. It's it, the product is not bad. Like I like I said a couple weeks ago when I was discussing its ratings, the product is not bad. The product that the NBA is putting out, like on a nightly basis, or especially on these on these like times like on these TNT big on these TNT games or in these ABC games, like the talent and the product that the NBA is putting out and giving us, it's good. It's good. I like it. I, I like it a lot. But the storylines are uh and that's where I think the urgency comes in. Like I think the NBA season is way too long. I've you know, I I I I discussed I discussed this like I said a couple uh I think last week or the week before last where I talked about the NBA and its ratings and why it's down. First, NFL was extremely good. It was extremely good this year. And as you can see by a Super Bowl, this this is going to be a great Super Bowl. The NBA, I mean, the NFL gave gave us a lot of headlines. Brady in New England, what they going to do? Dak and Jason, Jason Garrett, days in Dallas. Lamar Jackson up in Baltimore. Baker Mayfield in the drama in Cleveland. Um, Mahomes in Kansas City. The new look 49ers. Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, Matt LaFleur. I mean, we get a lot of storylines. We got a lot of storylines and good storylines in, in the NFL. The Raiders are respectable again. We got a lot of good storylines in the NFL. In the NBA, we have yet to get that. It's the same thing. It's, it's most of the same thing. You know, oh, LeBron is great. Yeah, duh, I know. Um, Luca, yeah, I, I didn't even watch Luca come out of college. I didn't, I didn't watch, Luka, I didn't watch nothing. Luca, oh, come on, don't feed me that. Don't, don't feed me the oh, Joel Embiid. Oh, what? He's hurt again. Joel Embiid's hurt again. Yeah, I know. Ben, oh, Ben, Sim, ben Simmons still can't shoot a three-point shot. Uh, yeah, not surprising. Like. I like these guys. I like Ben Simmons. I like Joel Embiid, but it's the same storyline. And the NFL creates urgency. It creates a sense of urgency. In that 16 game regular season, you 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 got you got some of those every week. You can't be. You got to be on. You can't take no breaks. It's no load management. You know, you know, Rogers just don't come out every other week and say, "Hey, yeah." Um, we played on Sunday night. We got to play on Thursday night. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm just gonna take this one off, champ. No, no, no. There's none of that Kawhi. That Kawhi Leonard business. There's. There's none of that. There's none of that. 
You got to play all 16 weeks if you're not injured. And some players still do play injured. But you got to play all 16 weeks, 16 games. And that, that, that 16-game window, it creates a lot of urgency within divisions and conferences because they're looking forward to the postseason. Tonight, I'm going to be urgent about the NBA because I get to watch Zion Williamson in his first career game. His first NBA game, I get to watch Zion. I get to watch him. This is a good storyline. This is, you know what I mean by storylines? This is good right here. Zion, first game, opening night. I mean, his opening night. First game of the season. Yeah. I- I'm all in. I'm all in. I'd be all ears. Go look, Go tomorrow morning. Go some tomorrow sometime. After, tomorrow, after, the, after tonight, go look at what those ratings look like. And the Spurs, they're not, and, and the Pelicans are playing the Spurs. So the Spurs are not really good this year. The Spurs are right out there. They're ninth. The ninth in the West, and the Pales are right behind them at 12. Not too far. So it's not like it's Clippers, Lakers, or Lakers, uh, Nuggets, or Lakers. So like, no. These are two teams that are, out, that are outside the conference playoff picture. So, but watch how well ratings are tonight. Watch how, watch how ratings shoot up tonight. Because there's a sense of urgency. You got to get to your television screen. Like, I think Cincinnati has to take Joe Burrow. Since the, the Bengals have to take Joe Burrow with the amazing season. And it's not because, I, you know, it's not because he's the best, he, you know, he has the best stats and the best quarterback and he won an Astro. Like, no, it's not, all, it's not just because of that. But they have to take him. Because he created buzz all around LSU. He created buzz all around college football. He created buzz all around the country. He had a big year. He had, he, I mean, from my days watching college football, I haven't seen a guy, you know, put up the numbers that Joe Burrow did this year. You know? So, sorry, you know, but I think, I think, um, this is, this is, this is, this is urgency right here. This is urgent. Cincinnati, they gotta pick uh, Joe Burrow. He's from Ohio. Like I said, great season. Other quarterbacks in his draft class may not be as good as him. Now, if he turns out to be a bust, the owner won't be mad. But if the if the GM or the Bengals was to pick Justin Herbert and Justin Herbert don't work out, oh, that GM is fired. That 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 GM is fired. If Justin Her- if the if the if the Bengals were you know somehow some way to were to drive Justin Herbert with the number one pick, and Justin Herbert turns out to be a bus, he's gone. That GM is gone. Him and that GM is gone. With Joe Burrow, if Joe Burrow's not a bus owner, that that GM won't be fired because it was like, hey, yeah, you had to take him. You couldn't you couldn't pass him up. You couldn't trade the pick. Like you you had to take him. Quarterback, that's what you need. You're done with Andy Dalton. Uh, you got a young coach. That's what you need. Uh, and also, he's from Ohio, and the kid had a big time year at LSU. Of course, they're gonna take him. They go- they they have to take him, just like LeBron and his draft class. Melo, Carmelo Anthony was the more he was the more uh, offensive talented guy. He was the more he he was definitely more offensively developed than LeBron. Offensively. Carmelo was much more of a complete player, but LeBron was raw athlete, big time high school player, uh, chosen one on the magazine ESPN magazine. Like you had Sports Illustrated, you had to take him. The, the, the Cavaliers couldn't pass up LeBron. He's from Ohio. He's from Ohio. Like LeBron, they couldn't pass up on LeBron. He plays. He played. Played at Saint Vincent, Saint Vincent, Saint Mary's. You know, you're the Cavaliers. You got the number one pick. Can't pass up LeBron. Just like Zion. Yeah, John Morant might be a better pro. And he might be a better pro right now. But Zion impact is amazing. It is amazing and it's big. And you're going to see how big it is with those ratings tonight. Uh, I'll be back on the other side. We're going to discuss some Super Bowl and 49ers and football talk. Let's go. 
Okay, so we're back. We're back. We're going to get into some football, some the Super Bowl. So, I hear a lot, you know, you know, people ask me these last few days since the NF- since the conference championship games have been played and won and we have our matchup for the Super Bowl. People been asking me randomly, "Hey, who do you have for the Super Bowl?" I don't know yet. Um if I was to, if you were to ask me today, I would probably tell you, uh, probably Kansas City, but that's very slight. So I, I get it, Kansas City the slight edge. I don't know. Um, that's not my defined pick. I'm, that's not my. That's not my cemented pick. But what I do know is the Chiefs do have more pressure coming into this game, and it's not because they're favorites to win. Um, because at first they're barely favorites. Vegas have them like a one and a half point favorite. Very, very slim. Um, so it's it's damn near a pick. I think if you check it right now, it's probably a pick 'em. So there's much more pressure on the Chiefs, and I'm not saying because of the odds and what Vegas is saying. First, I look at the 49ers. Let's let, let's let, let's let's I mean, let's be real. Um. And you know, in my perspective, if you are, if you have been a listener to the pod since the beginning of the season, you have you 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 know how big I am on the 49ers. You know how I expected uh, a, a huge improvement in the 49ers season, going from four and twelve to now thir- to now what thirteen and three. You all, we all, you guys all know that. I had I had the 49ers being a a playoff team and a Super Bowl dark horse. But really, if you think about it, this was supposed to be a rebuild. This whole 49 this supposed to be a rebuild. We were supposed to see how good this defensive line was first. How can it stay healthy second? Is Jimmy Garoppolo the guy? All three of those all three of those have been answered. But this was still this was like this is like the second year this is like the second or third year of their rebuild. And a lot of people coming into the season didn't have the 49ers as a Super Bowl team. They didn't see them as a they we didn't have them as a Super Bowl contender. Now this season for the Kansas City Chiefs, we had a lot of expectation about the Chiefs. Coming off the coming off of the of the defeating of the 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 sad agony of defeat against the Patriots in the AFC title game last year, which many argue, if 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 D Ford is not off sides, if D Ford can, if he's on sides, the Chiefs win and they go to the Super Bowl, which they do. But now they have they have built a lot of momentum. Andy Reid is a great coach. Patrick Mahomes is is the best player in football. For the Pat, for the Forty ers we looked at them coming into the season, into the season, as a team that's rebuilding. They're gonna be solid, but they're rebuilding. Now, going into the Super Bowl, going into the Super Bowl, we're two weeks away. Going into the big game, the big dance. I feel like there's more pressure on the Chiefs, and. Like the story, let, okay. Let's just say the Forty ers lose. The, sto- the 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 story for the Forty ers the headline on that Monday for the Forty ers would be, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo loses Forty ers and Jimmy Garoppolo lose the Super Bowl. But it's a bright future with a young core. I look at the Forty ers they have a young, solid core. I post after their divisional win over the Vikings. Um, it was a dominant division win, divisional win. Um, I posted on 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 the Isaiah Kid podcast page. I said, "Hey, this 49ers team. I think this is gonna be. I think this is sustainable, and this team is gonna be. They're gonna be. They're gonna be NFC. They're gonna be competing in the NFC playoffs for a while for some for for some years to come. This is just. This is just the beginning." Of the dominance that they're gonna have in the NFC because they have all the they have all the components. Smart GM in front office, head coach Kyle Shanahan is a offensive genius. Jimmy Garoppolo is solid enough to get the job done. You have a good running game. 
They have a star tight end. You got a star fullback. You got a good. You got you have two off. You have two like all pro offensive ta- offensive uh, linemen on your line. You got a nice defense. Your front seven especially, and it's young. So I would basically I, I'm I'm in a mindset of this is a young team. The 49ers, outside of Richard Sherman, uh, Joe Stanley, Joe Stanley, and Emmanuel Sanders, the rest of this roster, like the, the core pieces to this roster, relatively young. Joey Bosa is a second-year player. Jimmy Garoppolo is a second-time, he's a second-year starter. George Kittle, he's, he, he's, not even, he's not even 26 yet. These players are relatively young, and these are the core players. You have these core players for years to come. So the headline after the 49ers, if they were to lose, the headline on that Monday morning would be Jimmy Garoppolo and Jimmy John and Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers take a L. But it is a bright future with a young core. Now, if the Chiefs lose. That fo- that following Monday morning, it's gonna look real hectic. It's gonna be- it's gonna look real hectic in-, in in Kansas City. There's gonna be oh Andy Reid can't win the big one. Patrick Mahomes, well you know how does his legacy go? Yeah, he's still the best player in football, but if Patrick Mahomes was to lose a Super Bowl where he's favored in. He has the better weapons, apparently. He, he he has the better weapons. He got the he has the coach. His defense is playing well. If he was to lose a Super Bowl of such, do you know what the headlines gonna look like that following morning? So much right. I mean, I, I mean, all, everybody loves Mahomes. I love Mahomes too. I love Mahomes too. You guys know how I feel about Mahomes, but. I just think there's more, there's much more pressure on the Chiefs to get the job done than it is the 49ers. And Andy Reid, oh my gosh. If the Chiefs were to lose, oh my gosh. And oh my gosh, Andy Reid wouldn't be able to live it down. Andy Reid can't win the big one. Once again, lose the big one. Once again, comes up short. Oh, Andy Reid doesn't run the ball enough. He has to change his offensive philosophy. All of that. All of the like it's gonna be on Monday if the Chiefs were to lose three Mondays from now. The 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 narrative swirling around this team and swirling around this locker room would be crazy. It would be crazy. Oh Andy Reid can't win the big one. Mahomes gets outplayed by Jimmy Garoppolo. Mahomes loses to Jimmy Garoppolo. Andy Reid has to change his offensive scheme. Can't ball enough. They're gonna be. They. they they're gonna. They, there's gonna be so many critics if Kansas City loses. I think pressure goes to the 49ers. I mean, to the Chiefs. Excuse. Excuse me. I think the pressure is on the Chiefs because coming into the season, like I said. Very little people had the 49ers being like bona fide contenders in the NFC. You know? They're playing with house money. The 49ers are coming here loose. And usually when you come in playing tight, uptight, you know, got a nervous look on your face or in your eyes, usually you don't perform as well. But when you play loose, nothing to lose, going out there playing with house money, anything can happen. But I think more. I think more. There's more pressure placed on Kansas City than it is the 49ers because Kansas City, we expect them to be an AFC uh, AFC contender. Some pick KF, Some people pick KFC. I mean, K. Oh my God. Some people. Some teams. Some people pick Kansas City to be and win the Super Bowl. And everybody in sports media is calling Patrick Mahomes the best player in football. So, there's much more pressure on Kansas City to win this game. Much more. Now, 
I want to get to a little. I want to get a little bit in Jimmy Garoppolo. I want to get into a little bit of Jimmy Garoppolo. This is gonna be my last thing about Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, I get it. Fans, you, 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 the fans. Half of the fans that I talk to, they like Jimmy Garoppolo. They think he's proven. The other, we gotta pull him in, guys. We gotta, we gotta convince them. We gotta pull them in about Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean. The way how the way how the, the the way how some fans and some people talk bad about Jimmy Garoppolo, they make it seem like he's in the he, he has he he has a mediocre record. They make it seem like he throws a lot of interceptions. They make it seem like he he's a he's a bad he has he has bad judgment. They make it seem like he. <laughs> I don't get it. I I, I stand it to save my life on how. People are not sold on Jimmy Garoppolo. First, first, let's just get out, get this out of the way, ladies and gentlemen. He's old. Do you want to see? Never mind. He's in the Super Bowl. Why do we? Why? 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 Why do we have? Like, why do we look for all the flashy numbers and the flashy arm? I think that's some of what is, I think that's some of the problem with Aaron Rodgers and people giving him so many excuses. We fall in love like hey, with Dan Marino and Brett Favre. We 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 do we usually do it in football. You know, we fall in love with the arm talent and the look. And it's not the wrong with that. I mean because some guys do just carry a certain swagger about themselves. It's like well, well damn. Okay. Some guys do have that type of swagger about themselves, and they have that persona about themselves. I like Jimmy G, but I feel like he don't get enough credit. He doesn't get enough. He doesn't get. He get no, I'm gonna say credit because, like, once again, I don't give credit. I'm, I'm not Navy Federal. I'm not the bank. I don't give credit. But he don't get enough. He don't get a. Why do fans hate Jimmy Garoppolo? You know, I'm not in the credit business. I'm in the I'm in the facts business. I'm in the factual things. Giving you facts. And this is a fact. Last eight weeks of the season, Jimmy Garoppolo has played Green Bay twice. Kansas I mean Minnesota, Seattle, Rams, Atlanta, New Orleans, and Baltimore. Last eight weeks of the season, those were Jimmy Garoppolo's. Those were Jimmy Garoppolo's opponents: Seattle twice, Green Bay twice, Baltimore, New Orleans, Atlanta, who was hot at the end of the season, Rams and Vikings. Now, for some reason, we just can't seem to put our arms around Jimmy Garoppolo, and I get it. Yeah. He does have a great supporting cast around him, but like I say, for any other guy that you that you you know you bring that that BS argument to, Jimmy Garoppolo, twenty seven touchdowns, thirteen interceptions this year. Let's look at the last eight games in his stats. Mind you, throughout the throughout the stretch of the season, there was a four there was a, there was a four to six seven game stretch of the season. Where the 49ers essentially asked Jimmy Garoppolo, hey, can you win us this game? Or there was a stretch where he was missing a multitude of guys. You know, first game against Seattle, we gave him a lot of slack, but he went 24-46, uh, 248 yards. Last eight games of the season, he, he completes 69 Point seven complete. He he completes sixty nine percent of his passes, but hey, we give him a lot of slack against Seattle. He goes eighteen for twenty two, uh, pass a, a, a completion percentage of eighty one percent, two hundred and eighty five yards against the Rams. He throws for sixteen for twenty seven, two hundred and forty eight yards. Against New Orleans, he throws for 200. He go, he goes for 349, 74, completing 74% of his passes, 
we give him too much slack. But and we get you know we say oh Kyle Shanahan's a great coach. Oh this 49er roster is so good. Look at his supporting cast. Well, if I can remember correctly, I think without Jimmy Garoppolo, Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers are 4 and 20. Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers are 4 and 20. And you guys tell me that they have a good roster. They can score points, good running game. You guys tell me that. And they do. They have all of those components, just like any other Super Bowl team would. But we forget about the one integral part, the one intriguing part, the one imperative part, and that is Jimmy Garoppolo and his winning ways and him being the guy. Kyle Shanahan and this good roster... It's four and twenty without Jimmy without Jimmy G. So you can you guys can try to sell me on you know Jimmy G is this Jimmy Garoppolo is that okay okay whether if I you know buy it or not that's fine but okay you guys think Jimmy Garoppolo is not the guy you guys continuously continuously bash him for what reason I don't know he made the Super Bowl though. Not, not a lot of guys can say I'm playing in the Super Bowl. Jimmy Garoppolo has made the Super Bowl. I don't know what more he can do. I, I don't know what more the guy can do. I, I, I just don't get it. I do not understand to save my life why Jimmy Garoppolo and fans struggle to give him his props. I can see it. Go watch the games. I'll be back. Go watch the games. Okay, so one last thing. I want to touch on this because some people give the, the NFL a lot of flack with the, the with the targeting rule, with the hitting rule. I think in the co- in college football, I think um, that that targeting rule. I don't like it. Uh, you know, when when you when a, a player is called for targeting or the official deems it as targeting, uh, they then get eliminated from the game. Don't like it. Don't love it. I think uh, the NFL does a good job with that. They've been doing a better job with keeping the quarterbacks healthy. Like we had a lot of quarterbacks being healthy, and all for the all for the old dudes or the or the guys that's not for the the, the new rules. What are you talking about? Go watch the Aaron Hernandez doc. Go watch that documentary, and and, and it, it'll tell you how uh, how like how affected that guy was in the head due to all those headshots. Uh, just look at just look at Antonio Brown's actions. I really think something's going on deeply with Antonio Brown. Bad, bad. That all all from those blow blows to the head. This is this is the new way of the NFL, and this is why I think the NFL this year has been first been great. NFL, this has been a good NFL season. Um, I don't know, maybe because I was talking about it all year and all season, and I gave you guys some good. Good deep analysis. I don't know what it is, what it was, but the NFL was good this year. The NFL was was excellent this year. Its stars was healthy. Um, I'm just looking at because the, the the NFL player merchandise sales came out, and it, it just shows you it's a lot of young guys on this list um, that you know that are very impactful. Uh, Patrick Mahomes at number one, number two, Tom Brady, number three, Ezekiel Elliott, number four, Baker, number five, Odell Beckham, number six, Khalil Mack, number seven, Aaron Rodgers, eight, Dak, Saquon at nine, and Juju Smith-Schuster at ten. So, mostly young guys, most uh, some quarterbacks, some receivers, some, some running backs, a, a good mix of both, and then one defensive player. So, it just shows you... The the progression and the progressive of the NFL as far as its players, 
Um, and now, you know, and Mahomes probably won't never leave Kansas City because of the franchise tag, unlike other stars in the NBA like Kevin Durant, LeBron James, so forth. We all get it. We all know. So that's why, I, you know, I, I think this is why the NFL is, you know, is still above the NBA. You got to be able to make some rule changes, some lead changes. The NBA, the NFL say, hey, our guys are getting hurt. Quarter, our star quarterbacks, our big-time quarterbacks, our money makers are getting hurt. They're too, they're too injured too often. The NFL has made rule changes for the best. We get Patrick Mahomes, we get the we get Lamar, we get Deshaun Watson, uh, Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz. We get all of these guys on a on on Sunday, and they all stay healthy. Like just look at the conference championship games. The 49ers were healthy. The Chiefs were healthy. The Packers were. We get we get a clean slate, clean slate of healthy players. I like it. I, I enjoyed the NFL. The NFL was very. This was a, like a very memorable season. Don't, you know some of the rule changes, uh, like the PI calls. Okay, uh, shaky. But the NBA has to adjust. Um, like I said, I, I'm pushing for them to 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 shorten the NBA regular season. I'm pushing. I mean, I am pushing. I think they need to really push for that. I know some players would. You know, hey, they. I, I know some players would say, hey, you know that that those checks that limits our checks that limits the money. But I'm like, hey, 66 regular season games or 60 regular season games in between 60 or 66, 60 something regular season games, but the ratings are going to be higher. Come on, get out of here. You need that. This is what you need. This is what you need. You need to provide a sense of urgency. Now, Patrick Mahomes is. The new face of the NFL, um, he had the kid has it all. He has the he he has the swagger, the ego, also mixed with a little bit of humbleness, um, the arm, the talent. Like kids use him on Madden all the time. It's a it, it's such a big impact. Um, the NFL has done a great job this year. It has done a good job this year. I cannot wait for the NFL to, for the Super. I can't. I can't wait for the Super Bowl. Um, more like these next two weeks, guys. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be providing you guys with a lot of analysis. Giving you guys some, some breakdown. I did a little bit today. Didn't want to do all NFL today. Mix in some NBA, but I gave you guys some breakdown on who has the most pressure. But I'm telling you, um, watch some Zion tonight. But I'm telling you guys. This is what the NBA needs to transition to. This is what they need to transit. They need to transition to more urgency, more, more urgency. They need to like preach urgency, 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 because that's what runs to the television set. It's not like a. It's not like 20, 30, 20, 30 years ago. You know, you have so many more streaming fight You know, so many more streaming platforms. That people can tune into so much more late night TV. It's not just Fox, CBS. You know, you got Hulu and, and, and Netflix, Apple TV, Fire Stick. There's so much. There's so many like streaming platforms that people can tune into. So you gotta provide a sense of urgency, or people are not gonna watch. That, that's all. The people are not gonna watch because there's so much more to do. It is so much more to do. So I think the NFL has done a great job with marketing. Um, they can do a better job with that Rooney Rule and their black coaches. I think they can do a better job at that. Um, I, don't, I don't like how that went down with the co- with the black coaches. I don't like that. That's one flaw. But as far as the stars and the product, as far as the NFL and the product that, that is being placed and put out there, and what I've seen this year, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, I think uh, I don't listen to those people. Oh, that you can't hear. Nah, nah. You don't. You're right. I want to. I want to see Patrick Mahomes every Sunday. I want to see Deshaun Watson every Sunday. I want to see Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson. I want to see those guys on Sunday. Yes, you're damn right. No more hitting. <laughs> no more. No more big hits. I. I. I want to see those guys. Um, that can't, I don't know if you guys were aware, you know, we're just going over the breakdown, you know, the review, but K 
Kansas State. Kansas got into a big fight, big brawl. It wasn't a fight. That's a brawl. That was a brawl that happened uh, last night. That was crazy. Uh, I, I went. I, I think. I think we got the report that the kids, the the Sosa, um, De La Rosa, whatever his name is, he was uh suspend. He was suspended indefinitely. He was suspended for the rest of the, I mean, I guess, I'm assuming for the rest of the year. Um, yeah, that, that, that was such a bad situation. Um, and I'm sure Kansas and the NCAA are going to make, they're going to, the NCAA is going to make them an example. They're going to make them a prime example of what not to do um, in that type of situation and circumstance. Uh, just a bad situation. Um... Now, you, I don't know if you guys heard, but the Astros, the Astros are, they're, they're, they're you know, the, the city, the Los Angeles City Council and the Dodgers are asking the MLB to grant uh, the Dodgers, the LA Dodgers with the 2017 and 18 titles. We talked about the Astros cheating situation um, last week with you know, you guys know how I felt. I think that, you know, the way how it was broken down uh, and the way how I broke it down on the pod uh, last week, when, whenever I talked about the Astros situation, it was, it's crazy. I think it was, it was, fair, it was out, it was just blatant disrespect and cheating. Um, and I don't, so I don't know about that whole granting the Dodgers 2017-18 uh, titles, but sir, I'm certain that the, the the cheating scandals were a big part of the Astros winning the title. You guys, let me know what you think about that. Let me know should should the Dodgers first first should the Astros and Red Sox be stripped of their World Series title World Series titles in 2017-18 because Alex Correa. Um, Alex Correa was the manager of the Boston Red Sox in 2018, and many tend to think that the same strategy was used with the 2018 Red Sox. So you guys tell me whether or not the Astros should be stripped and the, and the Boston Red Sox should be stripped of their titles. Um, tell me your take on that. Give me your take on that. And also... Should the Dodgers be granted the the, the 2017-18 World Series titles? Despite them, despite the Astros cheating, should they be granted those titles? You guys tell me that. Um, But I'm out. See you guys later. I'll be back soon. Peace. Adios. Amigos. We are doing... <laughs> We are doing a good job um, at clicking. Keep you guys keep clicking for me. Keep listening. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for your time. Hope your day was good. Hope a good day of work was good. Mine's was fine at school, <laughs> and then coming the pod. But thank you guys for listening. Two choices, one decision. I'm out. Always remember that you guys could have been. You guys could have chose any of us platform or episode or podcast to listen to or any other sports uh, station or channel that you listen to thank you guys for picking and choosing this one two choices one decision i'm out